Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Isn't that what every meme is? No, some of them are just genuinely funny memes that like come from politics. Or- I can't think of a single meme that's funny. <laughs> you laugh, but I'm being serious. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 71. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Apostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat, and I hate when you do that. Why? That rhymed. What do you mean? You get you get me going. <laughs> you get me going before the episode, and I'm like, I'm like doing a bit, right? Uh, it's like, and like, it's, it's like, perfect, it's perfect, and it's wacky, and it's all spur of the moment. It's got every little bit <laughs> of the thing that makes the crunch valuable, uh-huh. and then you're like, can we start the episode, please? And I just get so unbelievably mad at you. I just, I can't handle it. I'm so upset. It's so funny because it's, I mean, it's kind of like leading you on a little bit, which I think is good. It's like. I'm so tired of being let on. Yeah. You My should, little heart you should listen, take it anymore. You should listen to our episode, God's Not Your Wingman, for tips on how to not get let on. Otherwise known as wing tips. All Wait. right. Whoa. Um, <sighs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I consider myself a master of wit. Ah. A student of comedy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. Good for you. Oh, how you doing? How you doing, Ethan? How's your first week of school been going? It's it's when it is Wednesday, my dudes. It is Wednesday. I and love, we are. I love recording in the middle of the week because it means that. So my week's been pretty good. Um, I haven't done much. Really? Yeah. I mean, I had class yesterday. I don't have class today. Today was really good, though. I met with. Um, well, I didn't meet with me and. A couple of other students met with some architects that are going to redesign our student center. And so we literally sat and talked for two hours about everything, every aspect of the church that we liked, everything that we didn't like, everything that we wanted to change, everything that we thought could change, but might not be able to change. Um, And it was, you weren't, you weren't there. Did you get kicked out? No, I was there. Why wouldn't I be there? Oh, you were there. Yeah. I was there for two hours. I, I just, I just, I just picture you like, Maybe this is because of your Twitter. I just picture you being in there for like the first 20 minutes and then they kick you out because you said Jello hot tub too many times. <laughs> is that really how you think I interact with the people at my student centers? I just run around and scream at them and then they kick me out of various rooms and chambers. This is how you present <laughs> chambers. This is how you present yourself online. So yes, that is how I envision you in real life. Maybe that's why my parents are always uh, asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> that are strange when I get home because they think that I just run around with my head cut off at school. No, it was actually a very productive discussion. Um, and then I met with... That's good. After that, I met with one of the focus missionaries. We planned a bunch of events. Not events. We didn't plan any events. We kind of laid out a general idea for our calendar for the semester, things that we wanted to do. So it's been a very productive day. And then I got back and I was going to record the podcast. And you said, no, we're not going to record the podcast. And I said, okay. And then we started recording. So... Here we are. Welcome, welcome to Wednesday. It's, uh, Bur- it's uh, let's burn some rubber podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. 
I had a pretty eventful week. Um, trying to balance. Try, um, I, I think I've finally got the handle on um, transitioning and maintaining my prayer life. I think I finally got that down because I like I did it well from school to winter break and then from winter break to SLS and then SLS to here was a little bit of a, a challenge, but I got it. And like, yeah, there's so many like distinct schedule shifts when you're a college student. There's like really no routine that carries for more than four months. And so I think I finally got a handle on it. And um, I'm taking four theology classes this semester. So instead of last semester, as opposed to last semester when I was taking zero. And so my prayer life has been very interesting and all over the board because of that. So that's been fun. How about you? Uh, Wait, I already asked about you. Yeah, you did. But I, I can say the same things again if you want. About your classes. No, please don't. Okay. <laughs> I I don't have anything else to talk about about myself. In my defense, I am used to talking first. I don't know what you mean. I, I usually jump in front of you and, and talk first. That's fine. I don't have anything else to say about my own personal life. Oh, cool. Man, I guess I guess the episode's over. Wait, hold on. Well, Who's right. that? See, see Wait, I hear... What's that? Wait, hold on. Do you Santa? I hear I hear the Santa? I, no, I hear the pitter patter of our of our of our mailbag mascot outside our door. What's his name again? What's his name again, Ethan? It sounds like he's knocking. Should should I open oh, the door? Yeah, open open the door. Hello, this is the the mailman. Hey, Mr. the Mailman. Hi, kids. Are today? you ready for some mail? Aye aye, Captain. <laughs> Let's open up our first package. What does it say, Patrick? All right, folks. I want to. I want to clarify that before the pod, the wacky antics that we were getting into before the podcast that I referenced earlier was Ethan talking about how he wanted to be a voice actor. Now, tweet us at the Crunchcast if you think Ethan could be a voice actor based on his performance you just heard just now. We'll wait. Does anybody know wait, where the bathroom line. is? I don't I'm think a, he heard that. He I'm may have taken man. off his headphones. I'm a mailman. Yeah, he definitely took off his headphones. The mailman has walked into my closet and shut the door. Um, so I think, <laughs> but he's left his, thankfully for us, he's left his small sack um, of of letters <laughs> let, letters and mail that we can open up. And I, it's not a federal crime if he leaves it willingly. So we can, I think... <laughs> I think we can examine what we've got here in this. Well, it actually says it says right here on the bag, "Open me, Ethan." So I'm just gonna take that as a sign from God that we're gonna. It's monthly mailbag time. Here, uh, here we go. Hey, Ethan and Pat. It is Andrew Jordan calling in with a question for your mailbag episode. Uh, so I've got a question. A few of my friends have kind of pushed and prodded me over the past few months to. Uh, be a dungeon master for a game of Dungeons and Dragons. And I have picked up the books and I am doing all my nerdy things. But my question for you is how do you reconcile, uh, all the people that say like Harry Potter and Dungeons and Dragons and Lord of the Rings, all that stuff is, uh, almost against Catholicism or Christianity as a whole? How do you, um, confront that? Because on one hand, uh, you know, there's, there's, literally demons in the name of my thing and on the other hand we love harry potter so i'm interested to hear what you guys say uh let me know love you i do love you bye that love you was premeditated and i appreciated it we love you too andrew 
Andrew's such a good guy. Shout out, Andrew. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I don't. He's actually called in multiple times. I just think this is the first time we've ever put one of his questions on because most of his questions are usually four minutes long, and I can't cut them down, Andrew. I can't do it. <laughs> Here we are. It's okay, Andrew. So, Patrick, um, well, uh, tell me this. Is Lord of the Rings a sin? No, it was written by a devout Catholic. Is Harry Potter a sin? No, it was written by someone who should be a devout Catholic. I don't it know. Is Dungeons and Dragons a sin? Nope. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a I actually have a teacher at Franciscan who is very adamant against Harry Potter, but is still pro Lord of the Rings. And here's the argument he gives. That Magic in Lord of the Rings is a power that's harnessed by a person and directed as opposed to Harry Potter where it's a power that you can control. And he's like, in in Lord of the Rings, it's a metaphor for grace. And so if magic is a metaphor for grace, then Harry Potter is a works-based salvation doctrine. And I'm like, all right, Doc. I actually buy that. It's, um, you do? Oh, yeah. Harry Potter is uh, Pelagian. Matter is settled. <laughs> Um, no. go ahead. It's a story. Um, first of all, yeah. I here's the, the thing. I think that there is. We should definitely. We've talked about this before about how it is important to analyze like what we watch and what we read and what we partake in as far as media goes. But there is something to be said about overanalyzing young adult fiction. <laughs> yeah, so, especially because yeah, what the themes of Lord of the Rings is trying to get across is a higher theme about Christ in some sense. It is the the eschatological battle between good and evil, like the end times Ooh. is what they're dealing with. Uh-huh. Um, Harry Potter is, is definitely an earthly battle between good and evil because you, you're dealing with not, you're not dealing with a Christ figure. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with well, a I human mean, figure that has been and, like ha- is corrupted and like Harry does die um, and come back to life. Kind of. <laughs> oh, that's true, actually. So that's a good point. In a sense, maybe, um, maybe you could see it that way. But overall, yeah, I'd agree with you that not, not necessarily, not, it's not primarily a, it's not like C.S. Lewis, you know, Narnia. It, and also, yeah, it's definitely not as allegorical as Narnia. Um, and it's, it's like it promotes virtue, like self sacrifice and friendship and filial love and like, properly ordered romantic love and like what first I've, of all it's a um it's a young adult series that doesn't involve premarital sex yes which is awesome um that was the, <laughs> that was the mailman clapping from the from the closet from the closet i think i don't think he so was yeah, clapping in that, relation to what we were talking about i think something good just happened in there i don't know what it is <laughs> he found more mail <laughs> um he, he did not there's no more mail um and yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, on the other hand, I didn't like. It's definitely not wrong to play it, but it is seriously weird, like the amount of like de- demonic stuff in there. Like, rever- they're they're not referring to demons in the in the Catholic sense of demons. They're more referring to demons in the Greek mythological understanding of demons, which is a power between gods and men that exist like in um, the sky as opposed to the heavens, which. Augustine refutes in City of God. Um, he says that we're higher than the demons, like morally, even though like their powers exceed ours. Um, 
but yeah, it, it is uh, it is definitely something you shouldn't take lightly. The fact that there's demonic stuff in there. My my um DM wouldn't let us choose uh, evil characters to play because that like he's like yeah you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't willingly choose to do something evil even in this game like it's not good for you. It's the same reason why GTA uh, Grand Theft Auto is probably not a good idea to play because you're like. You're just working your concupiscence. You know what I'm saying? You're just like giving it a reason to still exist. Yeah. Um, what I've always heard people people's um, things about Harry Potter is like the fact that there is magic in it makes it bad, which I think is just scrupulous. Um, because yeah, it's kind of it's kind of dumb. Things can be stories, and you can read them as stories, and you they don't necessarily have to affect your life. But people will say, "Oh, well, that's how the devil sneaks in." Like, really, you you really think that by reading a story that promotes the good things that Patrick's talking about, and if you get enjoyment out of it, and it leads you to a greater understanding, in some sense of virtue, I I don't. I don't, I don't buy the whole, it, the devil can sneakily work through something as admittedly vanilla as Harry Potter, honestly. Um, <laughs> and so, and so I wouldn't be too worried about that. And people, yeah, it's kind of Puritan in my opinion. Some people disagree. There are Catholics that disagree. You can find the blog posts and you can read up and you can say, Oh, what, what about this? What about that? It's a debate that has been going on and will probably continue to go on, but that's just what I think. Um, and then as far as the it's dungeon- actually mostly Puritans that make that argument, which is why Catholics shouldn't make that. Ar- I'm just kidding. That's not hominem, but it's fine. And then as far as Dungeons and Dragons goes, I'm throwing it back to when I used to play World of Warcraft a couple of days ago. And, um, I, I would never pick like the warlock character or the shaman character, which I know is pretty inane, but I would always pick either the paladin or the priest or the hunter you know, characters that are, or the warrior, like characters that are not inherently, um, doing things that are questionable, you know, characters of light and goodness and those types of things. So, uh, but that's just me. And that's just how I would personally prefer to play. And so I think similar to what Patrick was talking about with Dungeons and Dragons, yes, that thing happens and it might exist and you might have to take a certain side and maybe talk to the people that you're doing it with. But again, it's, it's a game, it's fiction. It's, yeah. I mean, you. It, if you make a big deal of it, then it'll become a big deal, and the devil can attack you through your scruples. But if you don't make it a big deal, and you say, "Hey, I'm just going to do this, and it's going to be fun," you know, either way, then I wouldn't worry about it. But that's just me. It's always a always a fun thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, Andrew, you're probably doing all right. Keep up the good work. That's. That's the end of supporting podcasting, sponsored by The Crunch. The <laughs> now it's time for Fire and Brimstone Podcasting. Yeah. Arrgh. Do you want to get into the next question? I do. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hi, Ethan and Patrick. This is Amy at April Grace ASK and from at New Catholic Jen. Um, thank you guys so much for giving me food for thought during my 30-minute commute in the morning. Um, I had a question or topic of discussion um, what do you guys think of the phrase "everything happens for a reason"? And how would you kind of explain that? Yeah, thank you guys so much for being open to the Holy Spirit through the podcast. It really moves my heart, and I know it moves others. So keep up what you're doing, Crunch Boys. Bless. Good stuff, Ethan. What do you think about "everything happens for a reason"? 
Like, let's say, let's say you were to crash your car and uh, I came up to you and said, hey, Ethan, everything happens for a reason. Are you trying to do a bit right now based on a previous life experience? No. How dare you? I would never. We've talked, to, we've talked about life. this in, in previous episodes, but it's always a good thing to talk about because it's something that you hear a lot in Christian circles. And I don't remember what episode it was, but, um, oh gosh, it was the one on hope, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to the episode on hope, we talk about this a bit more in depth, but, um, Everything happens for a reason is true, but also at the same time, it's kind of dumb to ascribe everything in your life to that uh, aphorism, I suppose. Like, yeah, it's definitely an oversimplification. Uh huh. It's 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 true that like, God, everything happens for a reason. God knows everything that's going to happen, right? And mm-hmm. oh, everything everything that happens is is to an extent because of God's um omniscience he knows everything that's going to happen and therefore he allows it to happen which means that he has some ulterior motive at the end goal right which is our salvation hopefully but that doesn't necessarily mean that oh the fact that i knocked over this water bottle because i'm a klutz it means that god has this it might just be because i knocked over the water bottle because i'm a klutz like that might just be the reason that that happened you know and <laughs> The reason is inherent in the fact that we are human beings and we are imperfect creatures. And the reason is that original sin exists and the reason is that we are – that's how we exist. That's who we are. You know, it has nothing to do with yeah. some great cosmic balancing act that God is trying to God, – God, God's not spinning plates right now. And every time you crash your car, <laughs> one of the plates falls and he catches it with his foot and he's like, oh, I, I planned on doing that. Ha <laughs> Now your life's changed for the better. No, sometimes we, we are trying to spin plates and they fall and they break. And that's, that's that, you know? So yeah, it's also, you got to be careful with that, that phrase, the phrase, um, God doesn't give us crosses. We can't handle, um, <laughs> offer it up. These phrases are just fake ways of comforting people and feeling good about yourself. And it makes the other person not feel good at the end. Like it's just, it's when someone comes up to you and like gives them your, they, they show you a wound is essentially what's happening. It's like, this hurts. And then you like, you say, man, that sucks. And you slap a little bandaid on a gunshot wound. And you're like, everything happens for a reason. And then you walk away and you're like, I helped the Holy spirit must've given me the gift of counsel. And really all you did was <laughs> Sorry, made it worse because funny. now there's a bandaid there and like they yeah. needed to get the bullet out. Like, yeah. So you, you should just, if someone's coming to you and has pain in their life, they obviously trust you enough to help them carry their cross. And you should discern whether or not that's something that you're in a place to do. And you should probably, hopefully you are, and you should do it. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my opinion on everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And another thing that kind of happens with this is, uh, things, phrases like you were saying also give, atheists and agnostics a lot of ammo against christianity because it's it comes down to oh well this this christianity is just here to comfort people make them feel better about death um give them an excuse to you know do this that and it instead of entering into people's wounds we say these these rejoinders that really have no bearing on anything and it's it's pointless it's not it's not real christianity it's Joel Osteen, 
you know, plastic, <laughs> plastic surgery Christianity. And it doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good to say, well, you know, hey, hey, uh, you, know, you, you broke your leg. Everything happens for a reason. No, I can't run <laughs> right also now. It's humanitarianism. I can't you know, dunk like... on anybody because my leg's broken and you're telling me that everything happens for a reason. Boy, get out of my living room. I am trying to watch Jeopardy starring Alex Trebek. Get out of here. I'm so mad. <laughs> Jeopardy's fun. Jeopardy's a good show. What is? It's a good show. What is? Anyway, what are you The saying? next question. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you were saying something. Oh, I was saying that it's, it's humanitarianism too. It's not like... It's not actual morality because it really doesn't mention God. You know, it's like everything happens for a reason could easily be said by like, you know, a new agey kind of like pantheistic world (laughs) worldview that like everything is connected. It's like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like, you know, your 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 grandfather's death was just because he was, you know. Going back to the mother world. It was his to, like, time to be a tree. It's like, thank you. Everything happens for a reason. It was just his time. I'm, trying, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, hey, you know, God took him from us. It was just his time. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If, if, <laughs> if you find yourself saying something, this is the constant mental check that we have to have. If you find yourself saying something that um, you could see your mom's middle-aged friends posting on Facebook with some type of <laughs> generic photo as a background of a field and you know someone holding a bible don't say that thing that's that's the check that you have to make is oh my gosh would a would a white mom from suburban america put this on facebook if yes <laughs> we're making a flow chart if yes do not say the thing if no figure that's out that's why i only say things that rad treads from weird catholic twitter would say because that's so that's, much better. <laughs> it's so much better. Yeah. <sighs> All right, what's the next question, Ethan? Oh, man. We are burning through these, I think. We got to make this one long. I have I have a bonus one. Oh, do you? I didn't tell you. Oh, cool, cool, cool. We'll, we'll bust it's that out at the end. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's hop into this last one real quick. Hey, yo, this is Sarah from Wisconsin. And here are my questions. What has been the most fruitful and or challenging thing you've done for Lent? And how do you prayerfully decide what to do? Thanks, guys. God bless. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've never had to broadcast the fact that I'm terrible at finding out my Lenten penances. But here we are. Patrick. I'm Tara. Yes? Patrick. What? The postman is gone. What'd you say? The, the post... The post... My closet door is open. My window is ajar. <laughs> <laughs> While we were talking about Facebook moms, he must have escaped. <laughs> that rascally rapscallion. I've got this sack of mail Ethan. that I'm going to have to deliver. 
<laughs> I can't be a part-time postman. This, this is exactly the plot. This is exactly plot the plot of the Crunch Who Stole Christmas. The Crunch Who Stole Christmas. <gasps> oh no! This is this is more like the the Night Crunch before Christmas. Trying to do like a Nightmare before Crunchmare Christmas. Before Christmas. Crunchmare before Christmas. I'm I'm Jack Skellington. <laughs> I'm Jack Skellington, and I I'm I'm Ethan. Jack Skellington. You kind of look like Jack Skellington. Thanks. That's a really good thing to say about another person. <laughs> oh man. Let's talk about hey, Lent. Ethan, 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 say say can you say for me I am the pumpkin king? Can you I say that refuse quick? to say that phrase. Say say that you're the pumpkin king. <laughs> say it. Say you're the pumpkin king. I am the pumpkin king. <laughs> my friends and i used to play this game called the moose game where you would like catch someone's eyes and like sh- throw up moose antlers yeah and they had to get on the ground and you would say what are you and they'd say i'm a moose <laughs> and then you did that three times louder and louder in public it was really fun <laughs> that's that's actually pretty funny did you ever play mr president when you were uh in high school yes i love that, that game. game so I much love that fun game. we would do that I when we were on band trips and I'm it would sorry. make our band director so mad to be like what are you doing stop roughhousing <laughs> stop roughhousing on the field we're supposed to be marching in order and you are tackling your friends at the 50 yard line get off the field you're not the ones that are supposed to be tackling at the 50 yard line that's true that's a good point yeah so lent yeah what did you do last lent um, oh i didn't i gave up a sugared cereal and oh that's right i was talking to someone about that yesterday yeah, sugar, that was really funny sugar breakfast and i think i gave up something else um i like i just kind of lived a more aesthetically in general which sounds like really yeah. general and that it didn't work but it, it worked pretty well for me um mm-hmm. i gave up i don't remember what i did i gave up sugared cereal for sure and i think just one other thing i don't really remember what it was but it was it was good it was good it was very fruitful lint for the first week uh, of last Lent, I went way too far. Like, I was giving up everything. And I felt like, I felt guilty for, like, eating things when I did. And I was like, I never actually, like, made a formal plan. And I went way too far with my, quote-unquote, aestheticism. And so I burned out the first week. And I was like, I got to reassess. It was really fun. And I ended, up, I ended up giving up Netflix because that was definitely something that I needed to give up. I was wasting so much time. Oh, yeah. And I read more. That's what it was. Nice. I think most... As the most as... fruitful thing oh, go ahead, go ahead. You're... for Lent was Netflix, just because I used it to fill. I use it to fill silence. Um, that's mostly because, like, when I get inside my own head, sometimes I like get too deep inside my own head, and like, it's not that I have to deal with stuff that's in there, but I tend to overthink things a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, putting on Netflix was a way for me to keep myself from overthinking things. But it was putting a band aid over a gunshot wound. Second time I've used that metaphor. That's fine. It's a great metaphor. And that Lent. It's a great metaphor. I was able to spend a lot more time in silence and a lot more time spiritually reflecting, which was great. And once I kind of finally got like, um, once I got more used to, um, the balance of aestheticism, uh, I was able to have a more fruitful end. And then I ended up giving up my girlfriend for Easter. Hey, oh, that was fun. That's, whew. Yeah, same. It's okay. You can make jokes now. I gave up your girlfriend for <laughs> Easter also. As in, her and I never remember, interacted. Remember that, remember, that joke you used to make, remember that joke you used to make that I'm glad you gave up forever? Um, on like our fourth or fifth episode, you said, hey, Patrick, tell Sarah I'm single. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, that does sound like something I would say. I've matured since then. 
<laughs> oh man someone commented on our maturity over the course of the podcast and i'm like man has it really grown that i'm much? glad i'm glad someone got something out of the podcast yeah i'm sure <laughs> uh lent uh. i think as far as praying about something to do uh for lent um kind of what patrick was talking about is take note of the things that you use to distract yourself fill time uh, things that take up a good portion of your day when you're not doing things. And also think about what you're most excited to do. What are you thinking about doing when you get out of class? What are you the most excited to do? Is it uh, going and exercising? Is it making food? Or is it going home and playing video games or watching Netflix or vegging out, whatever it is? Um, so think about the things that you're most excited for and things that you spend the most time doing. And then from that, take out the things that are not virtuous and then add to the things that are virtuous. Um, yeah. So if I'm, if I'm in class and I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to get out of here so I can play with my paladin level up, get to level 20, hit that BG, <laughs> hit that Arathi basin. You know what it is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I see that's, uh, gosh, my, I got the world of Warcraft on the brain now. Um, Seventh grade. You made me. fun of me for Dungeons and Dragons the first month we did this podcast. And I'm so upset with you still. Seventh grade me is, is, uh, coming out in full force if i'm thinking about that whereas maybe if i'm in class and i'm thinking about oh i can't wait to get home so i can sit down and read this book like maybe that's a better thing to be uh looking forward to so take that um know yourself understand just sit down with yourself and just write down even all the things that you like to do all the things that you have been doing and then from that list it, it hopefully will end up being pretty clear what you should not do and what you should do if you need to add something in. So does that make sense, Patrick? Am I, am I making sense here? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, something I that comes to mind from, yeah, I, I, I like what you said. It's good to, it's good to like self examine f- before that kind of leads into what I was going to say is like, you got to look into yourself to find out what draws your soul. You know, like what, what, don't go into deep. You? What material thing, Daniel, yeah, yeah. what material thing pulls you that, should be what that should be pulled by god you know like what what in you should be pull, oh my gosh what am i saying i don't know what you're saying god in your life you got to look in and see what takes the place of god in your life saint francis de sales an introduction to devout life talks about people who do physical penances and talks about how they're just doing the penances that they're more predisposed to for instance i am very not comfortable sleeping on the floor some people are more comfortable sleeping on the floor if you're like I could do a pillowless floor, you know, penance. That'd be great. It's like, that might not be the penance you should do because you're more predisposed to it. Um, if it's harder for you to do, like, um, the, the the point is, like, the things that you should sacrifice will present themselves to you if you are open to it because you shouldn't be putting, you shouldn't be finding a cross to pick up. You should be picking up the one that Christ hands you, you know? Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. No, I think so just yeah, I think uh, talking about where your soul is drawn is a much better way of putting what I was trying to say. So, thank you Patrick for saving okay. saving the cool. podcast as usual. So, you've got you've got a couple of weeks before Valentine's Day. You got a month. So, this is this is a good little little pre-taste of when we inevitably talk for 45 minutes on what we're giving up for Lent. Hooray. Can we not do that episode this year? Let's purposefully avoid talking about 
what we're going to give up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, uh, Let's wait I kind of after like, Lent. we kind of did. Ooh, nice. And then talk about the yeah, fruits. Yeah, because then it's kind of, it's, that'd be cool. Because it's kind of similar to like when you uh, post about giving up social media on social media. It's I can't like, think of anything that torques you more than that. Like that makes you so mad. It's so funny. It doesn't make me too mad. It doesn't make me too mad, but like it only makes me mad because I do it. And it like kind of defeats the purpose of giving up social media because the point is people shouldn't know that they're not able to contact you through social media. That should be part of it. Cause then you're like, Oh crap, what am I missing out on? Cause that's the biggest reason why I wouldn't give up social media is cause what I might miss out on. And so if I were to give up social media, I would be like, I wouldn't tell anyone. Hey guys, my phone fell into Lake Placid. So if you need me, um, just send me a message on Facebook. I'll try to respond as soon as I can. Bye. What's Lake Placid? It's just a lake. It's where the Olympics were. In oh, like nineteen eighty. I did not know that. Something. Yeah, hold on. That's where the the miracle on ice was. Hold on. Um, Nancy Kerrigan? Nope, that's not it. Nope, that's that's different. Uh, <laughs> Lake Placid. It, no, it's apparently it was a horror movie that had a giant crocodile in it. I think that's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. No, it had the nineteen eighty Winter um, Olympics. All right. Yeah, that's definitely not. Told you. The same thing that I was thinking of. Yeah, no, not the same. Um, so I have a a fun. I have a fun a fun one. I actually didn't ask her if this could be on the monthly mailbag, so I'm not going to shout her out. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I know. I I feel I feel kind of bad. I probably should have asked her. I thought about it, but then I didn't ask her and. Um, all right, so a, 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 a Crunch fan, shout out Crunch fan, messaged me on Facebook the other day once that my first communion was invalid because I didn't have my first confession before that. I didn't have my first confession until years later. So she said that the first time I received the Eucharist was actually after my first confession. And so that one was my first communion. Is that real? Does that make any sense? LOL. And um, then she cleared it up that she was baptized as a baby, received the Eucharist for the first time in first grade, and then had confession in fourth grade. Because I asked her if she was like Eastern Rite and she received all the sacraments at once. So that that question made me laugh when I first read it. What do you think? <laughs> like, what do I think of the situation? Yeah. I mean, I it makes, I mean, because you were talking about with the Eastern Rite, like they give the babies uh, like the, the blood of Christ on a little tiny little spoon. And... I mean, there's no way that the babies can go to confession. So, uh, I, yeah. here's the thing, right? Your first, your first reception of the Eucharist was when you're in first grade, because that's the first time that you received the body of Christ in your in your body, right? Yes, yes, yes. I maybe this is a bit presumptuous, but I doubt you were in a state of mortal sin as a first grader. <laughs> yeah exactly that's just my thought because one of the one of the requirements of mortal sin is knowledge that the that it is a mortal sin and so um you're probably fine like i wouldn't trip about it <laughs> uh it just kind of sucks that that's the way that things went down for you in your sacramental progression uh that's my thought yeah least. like this i i thought it was funny because the way that the lady, the way that she said it, made it sound like the woman who told her this um, believed that first communion is an actual sacrament, which it's not. <laughs> first communion is just the first time you receive a sacrament. It's just specifically, a, like 
<laughs> it's just it's just a, a day. It's like nothing nothing about a second grader makes them able or first grader makes them able to receive communion any less than a five year old. You know, because like they're baptized, they're part of the body. I like how you said five year old um, as if that's way far off from a first grader. First graders are like six, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> um <laughs> you you are no, no less you no are difference. no less dis, dis, uh dispos- disposed to receive the sacrament of 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 confirmation when you're in eighth grade let alone a 13 year old golly gee shut up ethan i'm so mad <laughs> <laughs> um uh, that's funny but yeah it's it is the way that she said it was really funny and i was like who told you this she's like oh yeah my religion te- my ccd director and i was like um I was like, what's your relationship with your pastor? This needs to be discussed. Like, this lady obviously doesn't understand. She doesn't understand something. And, like, it's totally fine to not understand something. That's totally okay. As long as she's willing to be corrected. That's all that matters. Because it's like, I, I feel bad because, like, this listener is was was a little scarred by that. She's like, I didn't receive my first communion until fourth grade. Like, no. <laughs> That your would first, mean your that first communion you only happens one- when there your mom is taking a picture of it and you wear the little poncho and you get a cool <laughs> ring. That's the only time at first communion it happens. There's no other time. No other time first communion. I kind this 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 entire conversation kind of made me more in the camp of we should do all the sacraments of initiation at once. I agree. That's like the the more that I think about the implications of it, it just it kind of it warped my understanding of the sacraments when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it also um, even even confirmation. It also warps the understanding of the sacrament. It like, I mean, think about it. Everybody thinks of confirmation as a a graduation ceremony from religious ed, yeah, or b becoming an adult in the church. Uh-huh. That's not what it is. Both of which are wrong. And so I gave a confirmation retreat last semester, and the first thing, first talk, off right off the bat, I was like, "It's not a graduation ceremony. You're not becoming an adult in the church." Now that we can, like, we get that, we got to get this aside. Today we, we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> did, you, did you do the? <laughs> like, Independence I'm an adult Day in the church now, mom. Yeah. Oh uh, man. So, I mean, I agree with you, but a lot of people will argue that, like, oh, you need to have, you need to understand like the teachings of the church and i mean which is the same argument that you get for not baptizing babies which is a terrible argument Mm -hmm. so like i don't understand what that argument means i mean at the end of the day if my little babby if i ever have a babby multiple (laughs) babbies um i would i would like the babby to one receive baptism a supernatural infusion of grace marking him or her as a member of Christ's church and cleansing him or her of original sin. One. Two. Body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus says, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have life within you. I kind of want that for my kid. That'd be kind of dope. Three. Um, confirmation. Because I would like my child to have the Holy Spirit very soon and not 14 years down the line. So, I mean... It's when when your me. child has the uh, idea that he can choose it or not choose it, you know, because like, in in like the general understanding of how parenthood works in the church, you can for your child say, "I want this for them," and they get the sacraments 
because because like willingness to receive it is necessary but your parents do it on your behalf and so when a parent signs their kid up for confirmation their 14 year old their 14 year old is still their kid and doesn't actually have a say because they're they're a kid uh-huh. you know they're like they're of the age of reason but like they're still a kid yeah and so um but saying confirmation being kind of like a bar mitzvah <laughs> which is what it's kind of become mm-hmm. is kind of saying that kid you can do this if you want or the whole amish thing where they like go out into the world for a year and they can come back if they want um is that the amish or the kind of makes it, is that the amish or the mormons i think it's the amish that was a goof on because the mormons mormon, don't really live that was a goof on mormon missionaries I'm life sorry. like the it was, a, it was yeah that's the that's the sorry. mormon missionaries they, yeah, they a, go out for two years i'm sorry um but yeah it kind of it kind of makes us seem like those faiths and those faiths are not our faith confirmation is different and it needs to be treated different um this is kind of different than what we we're talking about originally with the eucharist yeah but, um anyway i didn't fully understand the eucharist when i received him for the first time um i don't know if i fully understand the eucharist now has it does anybody I don't think that does anybody fully understand the eucharist yes that's what i'm saying is like i don't think you can argue you need to understand the sacrament before you receive it because you don't understand the sacrament either and you still receive it yeah so boom we need to not play that game um <laughs> That kind of that kind of digress from the original topic, but let us let's let's, let's use the rest of this podcast to just continuously dunk on CCD programs around the country. That'd be a great idea. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So is this is this the end of the the episode? Is this it? Did we did we? Make I think it, this is the end of the episode. Did we make it all the way through? Yes. Uh, what what is next? What do we do now? Do we end it? You want to? I think you pull up. You pull up Crunch of the Week. That's what I'm doing, and then you tell him. Okay, cool. Soldier Boy, tell him. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at Catholic Pat or Ethan at Ethan Stevie. Sorry, no at Proposal. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know my Twitter handle. That's okay. I don't care. A year and a half. A year and a half. Um, you can find Ethan on Instagram at Ethan Stevie and me on Instagram at at Patrick Nevy I I I. You can find us www.thecrunchcast.com. Holy crap! I have to renew that. I just remembered. Even after my note to self three days ago, I didn't do it. Um, or patreon.com slash the crunch, facebook.com slash the crunch cast. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much all we got. Ethan, or sorry, if you want to be featured on a monthly mailbag, which you should because we want you to be featured on a monthly mailbag, and you have a question, it doesn't even need to be a question that you want to know yourself. You can just be like, hey, I want them to talk about this. You can just call us at this number that Ethan's about to say. Seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine, and we'll probably put you on the podcast, as we've done every month since we started this podcast. hashtag Monthly mailbag hashtag Twenty Great Teen hashtag Clamcast hashtag Ethan is a voice actor. Hello, I'm Do you have Bill the Man. I'm back from my wacky adventures <laughs> outside. Hello. Hello, mailman. Oh boy. I'm really. Oh boy. I'm really glad you returned. Uh, it seems you've, you've that's straight out of Dan Harmon, you hack. It seems you've caught a squirrel and you are holding it between your teeth. So, <laughs> if you could just pick up your little, pick up your little sack satchel of mail and get skadoodle on out of here, that would be great. You know, contrary to popular Trapping belief, a mailman appearing at your door. <laughs> what? Contrary to popular belief, a mailman appearing at your door with a dead squirrel in his mouth does not mean he's giving you a gift. It actually means he thinks you're incapable of feeding yourself. Oh, well, I've just been greatly insulted by our mailman. 
Um, also, I was not <laughs> doing Rick and Morty. I was just yelling. I was just screaming, and you have to diminish it because I'm having fun here on the podcast, and you don't want me to have any fun ever. You did the oh boy thing. That's straight out of Rick and Morty. It was I, it was unconscious. I forgot the voice that I was doing at the beginning of the episode, so I just kind of did a oh, new that one. Makes sense. And yeah, uh, it happens. Anyway, I'm uh, sorry I ruined your fun. That's What's all right. the crunch of the week? Crunch of the week is comes at us from Kelly Ann 433. Ten out of ten would recommend. Somehow stumbled upon Bropostle's Twitter, which led me to this. I've loved binge listening over winter break. It's a nearly perfect Catholic podcast for college students slash young adults. Ten out of ten would recommend. Thank you, Kellyanne four three three. Thanks, Kellyanne. <sighs> what a day it's been. It has been a day. I'm very hungry, so I'm gonna go eat now. I'm gonna go buy a plane ticket. But I'm to so excited. Oh wait, Lake Placid. Wait, crap! I forgot to mention this last. Oh okay. Week on the podcast. By this, by the time the episode's aired, the March for Life will be over, mm. and I will not be there anymore. Um, but I'm going to the March for Life this week. I'm glad. I'm glad you let us know. <laughs> So late in advance. So late. I guess I'll just tweet it. I guess I'll just tweet it and be like, yo, anyone here? Yeah. It's going to be 53 degrees in D.C. I'm so excited. It's going to be 50-some degrees in Manhattan this weekend also, and I'm pumped. Nice. Yeah. It was was negative two this morning. Yeah, it's going to be good. Jeez, it's been so bad. We got five inches of snow. No way. That sucks. Yeah, my poor car is buried. Anyway. R.I.P. Try living in Canada. Regional humor. Um. Have fun at the March for Life. I'll be praying for you and everybody else that's going. If you see anybody from K-State slash Kansas, uh, tell them hi for me. I will. All right. This is the end of our ramble cast. Thank you for dealing with my mailman, Goofs. Um, <laughs> I promise that he will he will not be a recurring character and he will never, ever, ever come back again. <laughs> the first week we did this, you told me we couldn't have a recurring mailman character. Is that Just true? Just that out. That is true. I do and you not fell rem- right into my trap. I do not even remember that at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it was because it was like four months ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.